At the recent AgQuip in Ganada from the 22nd of August to the 24th of August, the Rural Centre for Criminology announced that they were partnering with Crime Stoppers to bring in a new campaign to prevent farm crime. I'm talking with Dr. Carl Mulroney, who is the co-director of the Centre for Rural Criminology. So following up from the Rural Crime Prevention Survey, you actually announced a campaign uh, at AgQuip this week. So first off, what is this campaign aiming to do? Um, ultimately, it's, it's, it's focuses on increasing reporting of rural crime. Um, so it's a general crime prevention campaign to make people aware of the issues uh, in rural crime. But I think its its core focus is to increase reporting. And a lot of that comes, again, out of the research that we've done at the centre, and particularly the survey we did in New South Wales, which showed really high victimisation rates so that our farmers are victims of crimes um, significantly, 80%, uh, very high levels of repeat victimisation, but that that's not actually translating in official police statistics because it's not being reported. Um that has significant effects. There are a number of reasons for non-reporting we can get into. But effectually, you know, if the police uh, are not being told about crimes, simply they can't do anything about it. But also further up the chain, if those policymakers and decision makers are unaware of the issues, then resources aren't being allocated appropriately. So they're sort of left um, holding the bag, as it were, when it comes to the, the kind of offenses and experiences that they, that they have to deal with. Um, Another thing that the survey showed, which is why we've tried to tap into uh, uh, rural communities, is that um, they're very proactive in their uh, crime prevention behaviors. So a significant amount of farmers indicate that they're personally responsible for crime. They share um, knowledge about crime with their family, their friends, their communities, but it doesn't end up always extending to the police. So we're trying to tap into what we already know, the conversations that are already happening, and try to incorporate sort of crime prevention ideas, the police, into those conversations uh, so that we can better prevent but also combat rural crime. Is part of that lack of sharing that information with the police due to farmers feeling like that the police don't care or aren't doing anything about it? Yep, exactly. I think there's a historical truth to that. Um, There's a kernel of truth uh, in that for sure. Um, Part of it is the environment in which they're operating. And so I'll give you an example of, of stock theft. So stock goes missing. Let's say the farmer's fairly proactive and checks on it, you know, a week later, which can sometimes be much, much, much farther in between checking. Um, they call the police uh, to report the stock missing. The police came out, and there's absolutely no evidence on which to go off. Right? The, the theft occurred a week ago. Um, what were the quality of the counts previously? And so the police are operating in a complete sort of absence of information. Um, the farmer, I think, is acutely aware of that, that environment. So right off the bat, they might not even phone the police because they're probably embarrassed or they don't want to waste anyone's time. Um, or they've had a bad experience, like you pointed out, where someone comes out, um, has no idea what they're talking about, or doesn't take them seriously, thinks that their pet got stolen, not their actual livelihood. Um, and so all of this adds up over time, especially the Bush Telegraph is fairly strong. Farmers talk to each other, and it ends up being, why would I report? It's a waste of my time. For sure, I'm going to tell John down the road, and I'm going to talk to my family, I'll talk to my friends, I'm on my WhatsApp group, but there's no point in reporting especially, and this sounds selfish, but it's sort of true of all of us, we tend to report when there is an outcome, whether that be we get our goods back or a justice-based outcome. And in this case, neither of those are often likely. Um, And so one thing we try to tap into this campaign is that community 
collective efficacy and support that we know that's there. And so it's trying to tap into farmers and say, hey, hang on a second. You know, it's not just about this individual incident, but the more information we have, you can actually better protect your community, your loved ones, um, and the, the, the water industry. So how will you be getting this campaign out? Yeah, so Crime Stoppers is the lead on this. Um, the campaign's been informed by the evidence of the Centre for Rural Criminology. Crime Stoppers has partnered directly with the New South Wales Police. Um, rural crime prevention team and together with a working group which I'm a part of which includes key industry representatives, Country Women's Association, New South Wales Farmers, we've sort of collectively developed this campaign. So AgQuip yesterday was the actual official launch. There was lots of media there. It's been covered quite thankfully and extensively. Um, VCB television um, and media and social media uh, Crime Stoppers, um, together with the working group, has developed a, a variety of, of uh, items for dissemination. Um, things like bumper stickers uh, with, with different catchphrases on them, pamphlets and information about uh, uh, crime prevention in rural spaces. So that'll be disseminated, I think, um, through the Hotel Association as well. And just different areas, um, pubs and, and, and different public environments where people will, will come into contact with this information. So... We hope through that sort of collective push that, that people, particularly in rural areas, will start thinking about rural crime, farm crime, um, and their role in, in preventing it. Is this New South Wales or is it Australia-wide? This is New South Wales-specific, yeah. So uh, New South Wales data, New South Wales Police Force, and Crime Stoppers New South Wales. So, Is there the hopes that this will then lead to a, a wider outreach of, of rural crime prevention? Yeah, there, there is. I mean... Uh, like a lot of things, things tend to be divided by state and, and don't always necessarily work together, although they are working uh, towards similar goals. And so there is crime prevention campaigns and activities in other states. I know Victoria has the How Safe Is My Farm app. I think that was together with Neighborhood Watch and Crime Stoppers and the Victoria Police and a few others. So there are different efforts going on around. Speaking of that, that I think segues perfectly into what the Centre for Rural Criminology is trying to do now, and that is we've launched the Australian Farm Crime Survey, which is the first in 20 years, um, to try to get a national picture of farm crime. We've got a good picture in New South Wales. We've got a good picture in Victoria, thanks to Dr. Hal Alistair Harkness, who's also part of the centre. But for the rest of the country, we're absolutely blind. And, and the rural crime prevention team here in New South Wales, which is arguably the national and in certain respects international leaders um, in rural crime prevention, the first thing they'll tell you is that uh, rural crime sort of knows no borders. You know, cattle gets pinched in NT and makes its way through many states before finding it in Queensland somewhere. Um, and so we need a collective response. And actually the police and, and different um, um, officers and different subsections within the variety of forces across Australia have actually done really, really well to work together. Um, so, for instance, I know the New South Wales Police run their own specialised rural crime prevention training, and that's attended by police from all over Australia, including New Zealand. So they've done uh, quite a great job to actually bring that collective effort together. Um, I think we could do that even better in terms of crime prevention and communication, but uh, I think the way forward shows that rural crime prevention, whether it be in the state and the amount of sort of groups that were involved in this campaign is, is very exemplary of the need for collaboration um, from academia to industry through to community partners. And it's so important uh, for the success of, of rural crime prevention. 
Speaking of collaboration, how like what does partnering with Crime Stoppers mean for you guys in the future? Will this be an ongoing partnership? Yeah, so we worked together with them in the past. We had a campaign oh, about two years back. What was the slogan? It was a catchy one. I think it was shut the gate on rural crime or or something along those lines. And so that was also based on our data where that was a, a campaign that was much more focused in communicating the problem of rural crime. So we talk about, you know, the high victimization rates and that that, that crime rural crime happens and to make your place secure and be be, be uh, watchful and, and target hardened, et cetera. This campaign is much more about community engagement and involvement, um, and particularly, as I said, around reporting. Um, the Center for Rural Criminology has got a fantastic relationship with, with Crime Stoppers and these other organizations like the New South Wales Police. Um, and so for us into the future, there will be um, you know any number of, of things that we can work on together with, I think, I think quite easily um, we're all behind that shared goal of safer rural communities. And I think we all equally see the importance of, of a, again, a collaborative approach, which includes varied parties, including community members, including bodies like Farmers Federations, Country Women's Association and the like. Um, and that it has to be a sort of collective fight um, when it comes to this, particularly in reaching farmers. Um, I think when it comes from places like New South Wales Farmers, uh, and it gets listened to a lot quicker than when it comes from some random academic with a Canadian accent or or the police just telling them how to do it again. Do you know what I mean? It comes from within that community. And we see that across policing of all stripes. And it's equally as true amongst farmers, uh, landholders and rural communities is that when it's coming from someone they trust in a more personal sense, I think it's, it's powerful. And so the collective nature of this particular campaign, I think, will be will be um, the reason why it succeeds. Does this campaign have a slogan as well? Yeah, it's focused around PAL, um, which is the police assistance line. So one of the, I guess, more intricate details around reporting is that another thing the survey revealed is that farmers don't actually know all the time where they can report crime. And that's a barrier in reporting. And so they're great distances from stations, but historically, culturally, that's what they might like to do. They want to drive up to the station on Saturday morning and have a chat and a coffee with their local um, officer. And that doesn't always work practically, um, nor with um, you know different levels of police employment in rural spaces. And so one of the key ways was was showing that, well, in fact, you can call PAL, the police, you can be a PAL and call PAL, which is the police assistance line, and report crime at any time. Um, in addition to going to your, your police station or calling your local police station, there's also the Crime Stoppers number in which you can report crime-related information to. And so the campaign is also an educative one not just saying please report crime, but please report crime and here's the myriad of ways in which you can do so. Um, and so we hope through that way that farmers are more inclined to report. You know, it's a lot easier to pick up the phone and, and have a conversation. Um, I think also that plays into, for instance, another practical example is that, you know, they know the police are busy, especially in a rural area, um, you know, going to road accidents or, or these types of things and violent calls, etc., um, and sometimes they, they they don't want to waste police time, air quotes, I've heard them say specifically. And this is a way, you know, if we can communicate that, well, you don't have to dial triple zero. You can call the police assistance line, report this crime. This information's in there. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not necessary that that means that that crime or that diesel theft is solved immediately, uh, but that we can aggregate that information because it's probably likely that your neighbors or further down the way have also been knocked off. And that intelligence is so valuable to the police. And currently, they're operating in an, in an absolute dearth uh, of evidence. And so they've got very little to go off. And so that reporting aspect is so central to all of this. 
Is there infrastructural barriers to why farmers can't report? I know in regional and rural areas, you know, the cell mm. reception's really patchy. They might not have good internet. For sure, for sure. There's, that's that's one of the, the, the key reasons, especially in really rural and remote areas. Thankfully, tech is helping. Starlink and, and these types of services will hopefully improve connectivity in, in really rural spaces. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the definitely, it's just space, place and space. And that's sort of where rural criminology comes into it, right? Let's, it's it's why don't farmers report is a very different reason than why doesn't you know a specific other demographic report. There are unique aspects of the rural environment that very much shape that reporting. Um, one of which is time. Like you know, I think most of us, even those of us who live here in Armadale, which is a regional uh, uh, sort of town, if we're in trouble, we can call the police and expect a, a fairly immediate response. Like I've never in my life had to think that the police wouldn't be there to help me if I was in some dire straits. I mean, if you're out on the land, a couple hours away from any sort of formal criminal justice presence, it's a whole different crime prevention environment that you're in. Um, and I think that's also led to farmers to feel like they have to go it alone a lot of the time and that they'll just deal with it. They'll suck up the losses of the stock theft or they'll you know, try to improve the prevention in certain other ways and, and, and cut the police out of it altogether, not really out of spite or anything like that, but just because they're, they're sort of used to self-survival. They'll deal with droughts, they'll deal with bushfires, they'll deal with crime. And we want to try to change that and take a more community-oriented approach to, to farm crime. And for people who do want to learn more about it or fill out the survey, where can they find that? The survey, um, good old Google, Australian Farm Crime Survey should be your first hit. Um, we'll take you right there. Otherwise, the Center for Rural Criminology uh, webpage uh, will have everything you need. For the Crime Stoppers event, I visit Crime Stoppers New South Wales. Uh, the New South Wales Police will have some media material on it as well. Um, and again, if you Google Rural Crime Prevention Campaign with all the media coverage from yesterday, I think it'll be the first thing that listeners will pick up. Thanks for stopping by and having a chat with us today, Kyle. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Ash. Appreciate it.